Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Happy to be here. It's Monday. My goodness gracious, my favorite day of the week because I get to talk to my favorite creative. So we're three or four different people every week, and that's what's so much fun about it. It is, my goodness, what day is it? The 16th of October, and we are almost through another year. In case anybody's interested, let's see where we stand. It is the 289th day of 2023 in the Gregorian calendar, 76 days left, and it's the 42nd Monday. And the only reason I tell you that is because we're closing in on another New Year's Eve, and we're all lucky to still be here, and I don't have to say what that means on so many different levels with the world in terrible turmoil right now, more than usual. I will tell you that we use the Gregorian calendar, and way back in 15-something, Pope Gregory, maybe before he was Pope, looked at the Julian calendar, and I'm talking to Jerry Bennett and Robert Rugard and Nancy Rugard Plummer, and he said, I don't really like what Julian did with the calendar. Can you believe that, Robert? He just came right out and said that. He said something about where those leap days were, those leap years. I'm going to move him around. I'm going to change him. And then he created the Gregorian calendar. So I'm hoping that his mom recognized him. And she just said, hey, you're a pope, but you're Greg, you're Grego, you're Gregory. I'm proud of you. And you're a creative. And I would have been glad to have him on my show. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so I want all three of you, we've rehearsed this just a little bit. I want you to make the letter L in any direction, Robert, you want forward or backwards. Yeah, there we go. On the count of three, you're going to join me in saying hello, L, 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 just like that. No faster, no slower. One, two, three. Hello. Jordan, my engineer, that's got to be the best. Jordan, would you please mark that down on the roster of guests who did LLL? Right. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She goes by Legs. Her real name is Laura. I met her at a dance class in Long Island many years ago, and we stayed friends, and she listens to the show almost every single Monday. And I'm warning you, at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, she will write me a note and say, this is what Nancy said on the show, and this is what I got out of it. And she'll say, this is what Robert said. And then she'll tell me what Jerry said, and she'll tell me how much she loved my guests and how much she loves me. And she'll send me an X and an O. And this happens almost every week, and I'm so happy. And I I've tried to move her. She's in Whitestone, New York. If anybody knows about New York. And I've tried to put her in a place named L. London was too hot and way too expensive. And then I realized I moved to, well, Jerry, I'll tell you, I wanted to move to London, which would have been great because we, we had a fake GoFundMe for years. We could have moved Laura to London. She could have been my neighbor. And it was too hot and the fake GoFundMe didn't do anything much. And then I was looking at the map and I looked at the word London and I tilted my head. Remember I had you all tilt your heads to, to for our picture before the show? I tilted my head and the first N in London London went upside down, turned into a U, and I ended up in Loudoun, Tennessee. I did. I did. I know. I know, Jerry. It's quite something. You could write a comic for me, and we'll find out who you are in a minute. So I went back to Laura, and I said, you can move to Loudoun. So we're in the process of talking about that. There you go. So let's see. Is anybody here like me a Libra? Anybody a Libra? Nobody's a Libra. Well, I'm just going to do a little quick something on, you could be an honorary Libra. I'll make this really, really fast. The symbol for Libra, as you probably know, is the scales of justice held by Themis, the Greek personification of divine law and custom. That's a big title. It's Lady Justice 
form, formerly known as. Libras were born to be VIPs. I'm waiting for my title and my, yes, and my, yeah, whatever, and my gold watch. Tim Cook, I've bought so many Macs over the years. I'm waiting for something and I'm still buying Macintoshes. So that would be equivalent to being a VIP. Libras conquered their field of choice through intelligence, charm, and likable nature. Are you intelligent, charming, and likable, Robert? Uh, sometimes. sometimes. Nancy, <laughs> oh, I, Nancy I think rumor has it that you're his mom. Is, is Does that qualify? Nancy, what do yes. you think? Yes, okay. he absolutely does. And Jerry Bennett, intelligent, charming, and likable. What do you think? I hope people will perceive that. Okay, well, that, we'll put you on the list then. Uh, Libras are some of the most interesting and clever people around. I'll go with that quick on their feet, our feet. Great problem solvers, ruled by Venus, they, the planet that governs love, beauty, and money. Libras adore high art. Jerry, that applies to you. I just made your art high art. Intellectualism, connoisseurship, they're the kings and queens of compromise. Well, not always, and great at launching new initiatives. The favorite professions are designer, decorator, art critic, and stylist. Does that apply to anybody besides Jerry? Jerry is an illustrator. Robert, you want to be any of those professions? Uh, I can you, be, let's see here. When you grow up? <laughs> when I grow up, yeah, it's bound to happen someday. Mm -hmm. I'm not rushing it though. Okay, Nancy, you want to be any of those decorator, art critic, stylist? Sure, aren't we all decorators to there, there you go. environment? That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. So here are some famous ones, and then we'll move on. Kim K., we know who she is. Bruno Mars, Serena, okay. Naomi Osaka, Catherine Zeta-Jones, woo-woo-woo. Rapper Eminem, John Mayer, Dakota Johnson, Gwen Stefani, Blake, Zac Efron, Kate Winslet, John Krasinski, Fran Drescher, leading the pack in Hollywood on getting the, you know, for the writers uh, and, and the performers. Kelly Ripa, Joy Behar. Wow. Alicia Silverstone, Julie Andrews, Be Still My Heart, Snoop Dogg, and the one and only Judge Judy is a Libra. There's the balance. There's the compromise. Lady, yeah. lady justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody else knew that. So there we go. So I want to read a little poem. I asked ChatGPT to take my normal intro and write a little poem <laughs> about the three of you. And I think you're going to enjoy this. So you can just smile along. Okay. So listen up when I call your name. Just, you know, just wave. Okay. In the world of vibrant art, where creativity takes flight, meet Jerry Bennett with his artful comic book might. Lucasfilm and Marvel, his canvases of choice with storyboards from Mattel. Jerry lends his voice. Did you like that, Jerry? That was cool. Yeah, that was great. Not bad. Let me go on. Nancy Rugard Plummer, a beacon of strength and grace. Through battles with cancer, she finds her place. With son Robert by her side, they paved the way, coaching, speaking, inspiring, day after day. You like that? Wow. I have one for you, Robert. Robert Rugard, a soul with a musical flair, left a trading job when his mom needed care. Snuck a piano into the hospital, a touch so divine, filling hearts with melodies, many moments so fine. How'd you like that, Ooh, Robert? That was lovely. Is this my cool? This took, this whole thing took less than two seconds after I fed it my normal information. So here's the cap. Join AKA Radio Red, that's me, where stories take flight, illustrating creativity, inspiring delight. Jerry, Nancy, and Robert, voices strong and true. Tales, their tales uplift, bringing joy to me and you. Jerry, what'd you think? Cool beans? That blows my mind, actually. 
Is that something? Is that something? I'm writing a, a children's book about two kittens. Uh, by the way, a son and a mom kitten. I won't tell you their names yet. I just realized it. And my daughter is, is giving me the scenarios. My mom was telling these stories to me when I was a little girl and to my son and daughter when they were little, which they aren't anymore. And so in honor of my mom who passed to the age of 100 in 2017, we're trying to write the story. So I had the idea to do it in a form of verse. So I take the idea and a little bit about these kittens and what, where they're living and what they do and put it into chat GPT in less than two seconds, I have about 14 to 16 lines of verse on each scenario that is so amazing. I did eight of them last night. Incredible. Unbelievable. And we will humanize them. We will make some tweaks. I did to this one, by the way. This wasn't pure AI. This was partly me. Okay. And Jerry, it's, it's, it's scary how good it is. What do you think? Impressive? I I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about AI, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll leave that one alone. I couldn't have written this poem as easily as two seconds. I'll tell you that one, and I'm glad you all liked it. So let's go around the table. This is the three minute rule. So keep keep on with three minutes. And if you see me in the background doing this, it means okay, that's enough. If you see me doing this, it means I'm ready to cut your mic. Thank you very much, and you don't get a door prize at the door. So we're not going to get to that point. So <laughs> I'm cracking Jerry up, Jerry Ben. And I'm putting you on speaker view. I am so very, very honored to have you here. I met Jerry locally through somehow somebody here in Loudoun, Tennessee. He did an off-air version of Read My Lips with me several months ago. And I was so delighted and so impressed with Jerry. I invited him on tonight's live show. And he said, sure, I'd love to, Red. So here he is. Jerry Bennett, let's have the full who you are, what you do, and what does creativity mean to you? Jerry, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on here, Radio Red. I uh I'm a full-time graphic novelist. Um, I'm a pre-published graphic novelist. I, I should say that. I'm a full-time illustrator. Uh, I currently do a lot of work for uh, book covers, magazines. I'm currently illustrating a picture book. Uh, my main focus is comics, though. Uh, behind me, you'll see some posters for Glamorella's Daughter, which is my story uh, that I'm co-created with uh, fellow uh, creator, writer, Charles J. Martin. We have a story about a bright genius girl on the autism spectrum whose mom is the defender of Earth and their complete opposites who are trying to discover uh, how to get along in, in, in all their adventures. And so I'm having a blast with that. And I'm currently writing some of my own graphic novels that I intend to illustrate and uh, hopefully publish soon. Jerry, I want to know how you got started on all this. We'd like a little origin story. Where, as a kid, were you reading comics? Or were your parents leaving the Sunday funnies around? And you said, wow, that looks like a whole thing to do with my life. How did you start in this, please? So in 1977, I was in third grade. And that is when Star Wars came out. Uh, Star Wars took my breath and my heart away. And um, I, I immediately started buying the Star Wars comics. And I would trace the characters and the ships and, and all of the, you know, the fantastical aspects of that comic. And then I'd start learning to draw them from memory. And then I'd start creating my own ships and aliens that I thought belonged in the Star Wars world. And that started my li lifelong love of not only drawing, but of comics as well. I, I started collecting more comics and started drawing more. And finally uh, got to a point where I just continued on through school doing that all the way through college. Um, at one time, I wanted to be a Disney uh, storyteller, but I decided I didn't want to go through the route of drawing millions and millions and millions of uh frames to make those animated pieces and um, i always felt like uh, a, a great perfect way to do stories were through the comics and graphic novel medium 
Very nice. Thank you very much. So I, I love to hear the origins when somebody decided, hey, I'm going to leave my job doing, in other people's cases, a corporate job or something, and I'm going to start writing novels. I'm going to start designing comics. I'm going to start painting. I'm going to start dancing. And some people have these, I wouldn't even call it a midlife crisis. It's a midlife revelation or it's, it's a, a disruption of the best, the most beautiful kind. So it's always fun to hear when somebody starts with that spark, Jerry. I call them the creative spark, so young. Nice to have you back. It's just always a pleasure to see you. Let's move on, Nancy Rugard-Plummer. I met you at the National Publicity Summit on July 25th, according to my notes, and you appeared with your son, Robert. We'll get to him in a minute. I'm bringing you on as separate guests today. You can reference each other, but you're going to tell separate bios, and Robert's going to sing a farmer really nice to him. So Nancy, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please impress us all with your background and what you do? Take your time. Nancy, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yes, uh, I am a, have been a wellness and relationship coach for over a decade. And I've helped men and women transform their lives. And what's more creative than creating the life you desire? And so I started out, if you want the origin, yep. I started out always helping. I've set up so many people throughout my life, starting at the age of 15. It's just what I did. And I've also had to pivot and recreate my life a lot of times. So what I found is people just asked me for advice. And suddenly I was in this situation where people said to me, you know, I really want you to work with me and coach with me. I've been involved in being very healthy and teaching aerobics for years and years since 18 and doing weightlifting and it just emerged and it just catapulted into a wonderful business. And the funny part is though, is no one wanted to let people know that I've actually been a dating relationship coach. So I've always been having to be behind the scenes, which has been a creative process as well. So it's been a remarkable journey. And what I ended up doing was teaching of uh, so many clients. And, and then when I had my cancer come to me, I survived a brain cancer stage four and metastatic brain cancer. And so once again, my life really had to pivot. And I, I became an expert about how to take my situation and under the confines of my, all my limitations, create the life I desire and help others learn how to do it as well. So there's a graciousness. There's a courageousness. I, I've asked my guest, Jerry Wright, I've asked my guests over, over the many years, how would you define or describe with another adjective creativity as something? Creativity is. What is it? People say it's courageousness. It's curiosity. I would like to say it's, Nancy, in your case, it's graciousness and kindness and bravery. And somebody once accused me of turning on the tears on the show. No, this is real, kids. This is, this is really me. I'm Robert, I have a FaceTime call with my son, who's a corporate executive every Sunday. And he counts the seconds into the call until mom starts to cry. And he clocks me. And, and yesterday, I tried to hide it because he said, I told him how proud I was of him. And I started and he didn't say a word. And then I said something else about his sister, proud of her. And I started to cry. And he said, that was number two, mom. So, so, so no kids this is these are real tears nancy it's it's an honor i'm i'm happy you're with us 
Let's just put it that way. I'm glad you're with us. And when I met you at the summit, at the publicity summit, you're the picture of health and bubbly and beauty and, and just just being here and being present. I know that's an overworked phrase, but you are. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. So before I make a mess of everything, Robert, it's your turn. We would love to hear from you. Start with your origin story. I was going to say before you met Nancy, but that's not possible. So <laughs> yeah, Robert, welcome. I, uh... I met Nancy very early in my life, <laughs> crawled out, and uh, here I am. Um, I don't think I'd be able to do that whole crying thing with her. I think that would uh, that would also be a very quick experience. Um, but uh, my origin story, so I actually spent the last decade of my life trading options for a hedge fund, uh, which is not the most creative thing in the world. And, and I have had... Uh, Creativity has been a huge part of my life uh, since I was a child. I, I met all of my friends in chorus and, and band and um, started an acapella group with my friends in high school uh, and continued that through college and then you know joined the corporate world and, and sort of lost it for a, a while. Um, realized that I, I needed that to be part of my life. Uh, joined a, a new acapella group in, in Philadelphia and just wasn't feeling fulfilled and decided at the beginning of this year to leave my job and, and figure out what it was I want to do with my life. And uh, at, right around the same time, my mom started writing a book about her experience with cancer. And so I, uh, I joined uh, her at the beginning, mostly for editing purposes and to make sure that she was selling uh, her truth as compared to what she thought people would want to hear. And as the progress, uh, you know, as the, uh, book evolved. I, I took on a more and more active role in in writing it to the point where we became co-authors. But um, yeah, I guess I guess my my origin story is really just not feeling fulfilled and uh, wanting to use my creativity to help the world out. And uh, started off by helping the most important person in my life, my mom, and uh, moved on to hopefully hopefully be able to help many other people with it. But uh, you know, one person at a time. We want to hear about the piano you rolled into and snuck uh, into the yes. hospital room. Come on, everybody's waiting for that. So, uh, so when my mom was first diagnosed with cancer, she was stuck in a hospital room for a week waiting on a team of surgeons to operate. Uh, one of those situations where you, um, you know, they keep telling you that the operation is going to be tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. Um, and she's in this room that's just, you know, bright white and, and, you know, one of those clean sterile rooms that doesn't, you know, whenever you see it in movies, it's the place where someone goes to die. It's never a healing place. I, I know I, I didn't want it to be that. It just happened to be that. Um, and it, that, that wasn't working for anyone. Uh, certainly not my mother. She was like looking the worst I've ever seen her. Uh, so we did what we could to make the room better, but uh, she wasn't opening her eyes most of the time. You know, she's just sort of stuck on her bed, like, basically catatonic and realized that the only sense that she or the only um sense that she really had access to was sound and all she was hearing were the beeps and clicks and whirs of the machines keeping her alive and uh it's like hey wait i've been playing piano my entire life why don't we like figure out how to get one of those in there called up a local music store they were closing we we're like you guys need to stay open for 15 minutes we're gonna buy something and, and leave um like drove over there as quickly as we felt comfortable doing shoved it in the back of my car and then just confidently marched it through the, the halls of the hospital. Uh, I don't think we were allowed to bring it in. Uh, but you know how if you just do something confidently, like you wear a shirt that says staff on it or something, people let you get away with it. Carry a ladder somewhere, like whatever it is. People let you get with, get away with anything. So uh, we we marched it into her, her room and uh, I, 
played for I think four hours that day and then and, and hours for the rest of that week and you could just see the color return to her face and, and it, it was it was really magical it was, it was a wonderful experience beautiful what kind of music did you play what songs did you pick Robert uh, so obviously like most people I grew up uh, like playing classical music because that's how everyone learns but I uh, at some point in time realized that I could play things by ear which was wonderful for playing um, like show tunes and rock stuff and, and whatnot that people can sing along to and awful for sheet reading and, you know, reading music and, and playing anything in the classical realm. So I've since left that uh, behind me and I'm trying to pick it back up now. Uh, but I, I played mostly uh, show tunes and, and rock songs and stuff from her childhood that, you know, me or, or nurses and doctors and, and family members could sing along to. Lovely. I'll tell yeah. you that my mom, Ruth, took piano lessons when she was in Scranton and Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania growing up, I think at the age of 10 or so. And I don't know how much after that she took lessons, but as a grown up, she was able to play by ear and she made parodies of Broadway show songs with her friend Arlene when they were both living in, uh, mom was in um, Great Neck and Arlene was in Great Neck and they belonged to an organization called REAP, retire exec retired executives and professionals, even though there were some of the women had never held executive jobs. This was where people went and, and my parents were co-founders or charter members so after dad passed mom stayed in and she and Arlene would write and Robert you would walk into mom's house into her apartment she brought her baby grand and it's with me wherever I move I take it with me you don't want to know what it costs to move oh my god I it's, have an idea for moving 19, it like down the street <laughs> 1954, 1954 crack hour mahogany wow baby grand and it's come with me again from New York to Durham, North Carolina, to Loudoun, Tennessee. I know, Jerry. And, and here they made me hire extra special movers to put the legs back on. The movers didn't do that. You had to have two two crews on each. At, don't even ask. Anyway, you would you would the come in and you would, oh yeah oh yeah you would say <laughs> say to Ruth you know what do you want to play and she sit down and start blah, 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 fill the room with show tunes. She had a full keyboard, a concept, a set of of music. She just and you'd say okay I I heard the song on the radio. Let me hum a couple bars and Nancy or or Jerry would come hum a couple bars and the next thing you know Ruth filled the room with the whole song everything she picked a rhythm she picked a tempo and she just filled it her friend Max used to come with his harmonica Jerry you would have loved this and Max would stand there at the piano in harmonica along with Ruth on the on his harmonica while she played the piano so she was an ear by ear person and I inherited her piano and the bench. It's a beautiful pink velvet tufted piano bench where the seat opens up and it's filled with some of her music and handwritten notes about the song. She, I know, does not give you chills. Aww. Anyway, the day before she passed at 100, she was playing music for a, a group of women in her building. She lived in a high rise and refused to have an aide. Aww. And she still had her hair and nails done every week. And she got dressed like a movie star and she played bridge and mahjong and played piano for one of her groups she belonged to the day before she passed at 100 years, one month and, and 15 days after her 100th birthday. All on her own. Not a bad way to go. She was yeah. something. She was something and passed in her own bed with me holding her hand. Just like that. Just no illness, nothing. It was just, woo, what happened? Anyway, another story. So uh, the music, and you are going to sing for us a little bit later, Robert. Please. Okay. All right, I, all don't, right. I don't like to beg. Okay, now make your mother proud again. Okay, so we're going to go to the quote part of the show. Jerry Bennett, I've asked you, well, I asked you and Robert and Nancy to please send a fictional quote from a movie or TV character or a song lyric, and you're going to explain, let's keep it down to about two and a half minutes on what it has to do with your creativity. So Jerry picked a classic from Ferris Bueller played by Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We 
all know the movie, 1986 American teen comedy film. I never agreed with that genre, Jerry. I think it's more than a teen comedy. I think it's a, a life, a day in the life of, it's an every person awakening kind of a thing. Ferris Bueller was a high school slacker. He skipped school for a day. He goes on a tour of Chicago. It was John Hughes's love letter to Chicago with a lot of famous buildings. And he, he just wanted it to be the spirit, not just the architecture. And he takes two friends along, Mia, Sarah, and Alice Ruck, Alan Ruck, and they break the fourth wall talking to the audience. Okay, so here's the quote. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Jerry Bennett, two and a half, three minutes, I'll give you. Tell me what this has to do with your creativity, please. Well, I feel like that we get so caught up in our work so often that we don't stop and allow uh, creativity to really flow through us. Uh, I think, you know, we, we think that we're sometimes being creative, but, but especially when it's involved with a career, uh, it's too easy just to go through the motions and get busy with things and, and meet deadlines and move forward and onto the next project. And I, I feel like there's an element of creativity get, that gets lost in that. And so uh, I'm very thankful that I take the time to work on my personal projects where I allow the creativity to, to sit and allow it to arrive when it, when it is ready to arrive. Um, and sometimes it hits uh, immediately. Sometimes it takes days, weeks, months. Uh, I, I've got projects that I've been working on for years, uh, you know, and I, I'm just taking my, I want to take my time with these things and allow them to come when they're ready. And, um, uh, and I feel like that is a uh, part of my mantra is like, we, we have to just allow ourselves to uh, enjoy life and make the most of it and allow it to come and allow us to really soak it in when it's there. Jerry, that was lovely. And I'm going to add another adjective to the word creativity. It's not a C word, it's a P word. Patient creativity. Nancy, no, no link to being patient. Patient creativity. You say it takes weeks, days, months, years. I'm still working on my novella. It's been about two years. I'm having so much fun writing it. I just write it every couple of weeks. I'll go in and write a couple. I'll laugh. Oh, this is hysterical. And I put it away and, and get busy with the rest of my life. When I'm ready, I will finish it. The good part about live radio, which I do quite a bit of, and I'm starting a couple of new shows at late, later this month, is that it's always on the deadline. I have no choice. I have to be ready. And I like that part of, of my version of creativity, which is talking to smart people like you and to my technology futurists on my other shows. So it's interesting that I have to be deadline creative to get certain things done. But the other things, it's whenever. And I'll show you some of my AI generated artwork. It's mine, Jerry. I'll show you. I did something new this morning for the promotion of the show. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Thank you. Let's go to Nancy. Nancy Rugard Plummer has sent me a quote from a song, Supermarket Flowers, by English singer songwriter, the wonderful, the beautiful Ed Sheeran. It's the final track of his third studio album, which is called Divide, The Divide Sign, 2017, number eight on the UK singles chart. And he wrote this about his late maternal grandmother. Did you know that, Nancy? Oh, yes. Yes. The story was she was in a hospital near his house when he was making the album and she passed away while he was working in the studio his first reaction pick up a guitar and his father suggested he played a song at her funeral so here is the line and it's lovely a life with love is a life that's been lived you keep trying to make me cry lady i don't know what's going on here. nancy please explain how this works with your creativity go ahead yeah well i think that love surpasses all when it comes to creativity when we open our hearts, we open our minds and 
I think that when I had cancer, one of the most precious moments that made my cancer journey, whether I survived it or not, was I opened my heart and I felt the love. And one of the things that's so remarkable about my cancer journey compared to so many others is I had, it was an elacious, just horrific cancer journey. And I had an army, uh, my son and my daughters, most importantly, and their father, and then so many others. And they made my journey creative. Most people, you know, they, yeah, most people, they say, oh my gosh, it's chemo day. And I'd have chemo every single week for six months. And instead of just, you know, hitting when Mon and when Wednesdays would come, they decided, oh my gosh, we're going to make chemo day a celebration. And we were so creative in how to make it happen. My daughter and I, we put on, I had so many wigs. I bought the cheap wigs and we would put on a beautiful wig. I put on makeup. I drew my eyebrows in. We had stunning earrings. We, you know, run through my closet and pick out a beautiful top. We were boots and skirts. <laughs> we just sauntered in and everyone, my oncologists still talk about it today, that they inspired others and actually gave the nurses and the doctors a breath of fresh air. So that was just one way, but yeah. So it was with love. I kept opening my heart and my caretakers taught me how to open my hearts more and more throughout this horrible ordeal and, and let it flow and just make every day that was awful, a fun way to go. I mean, it really was, we were, we were fun. We made this journey fun. Thanks to this guy and my children and, so many others. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. We've, Jerry, is, his eyes were going wide, and I'm saying, yeah, I can get that. I can understand that. By, by the way, no no relationship at all, Nancy, to what you went through, but I dress up for radio every time I'm on the air. I've got my little red drummer boots on. I have makeup, jewelry, hair is done, a black dress, a sparkly sweater. This is, this is how I greet this experience. You greeted your chemo with your I'm going to make this a day in my life that counts and it's going to be a positive day one way or the other a applause. That's, that's inspirational, loving creativity. Thank you very much, Nancy. Let's go to Robert's quote. And Robert has picked a quote from lullaby lullaby. Good night. My angel song by Billy Joel, 1993 album river of dreams, seventh track released in 1994 as the fourth and final single from the album inspired by his daughter, Alexa Ray Joel by his wife at the time, Christy Brinkley. The song is in the key of G major. I don't know why that was in Wikipedia, but for some reason, reason it was. And this is interesting. Originally written as a prelude to the song, The River of Dreams in the style of a Gregorian chant. And Joel wrote English words describing a man who had lost his faith and had it translated into Latin. And he agreed to write two children's books for the publisher. Jerry, you're going to like this. Scholastic asked Billy Joel to write two children's books based on this. Good Night, My Angel, A Lullaby is the picture book based on the song illustrated by Yvonne Gilbert. Reassuring children they are not alone or could be abandoned is very important for their well-being. The second was New York State of Mind. Anyway, here's the quote. Sorry, Robert, I love the research here. Someday we'll all be gone, but lullabies go on and on. They never die. That's how you and I will be. Oh, Robert, 
I think you're all trying to make me cry today. I don't know what's going on here. I was having a happy day. No, I'm happy. Robert, <laughs> happy. take your take your three minutes. I'm still happy. Go ahead, yeah. Robert. Tell me where'd you uh, find this? I I love this song. I've I've uh, I've loved the song for a long time. This was one of the first songs I like really learned to play by ear. Um, a girlfriend at the time was toying around with it and couldn't quite figure it out. And I was like, wait, I think I can. Like I, I didn't do it there. That, that would have been rude. But I figured it out at home, and I was like, oh, I love this song. Um, never really like meant a lot to me until recently, actually, my sister just had a, her first child, a, who just turned one. And, um, I think creativity, uh, one of the biggest parts of it for me is connecting to other people. I think, you know, uh, it's, it's our best way to express our humanity and, and share it with others. And, um, this child, you know, from the, like from two months on or something like that has just been. Uh, I, I go over to their place often. They live nearby. They have a beautiful piano, which is nicer than the electric piano that I have at home. Although the electric piano I have at home is uh, holds a special place in my heart because it was in my mom's hospital room for uh, all those time, all those days. Um, but their piano is still nicer in like an objective sense. So I go over there to play it when I can, and also to hang out with my uh, nephew and I guess my sister too. But like whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, this song is just like the song that he was most attached to when I was just playing things on the piano. And, and there's this beautiful video of him at two months, just being enthralled by the keys and staring into the back of the piano, trying to figure out how, how everything's happening and then staring at me while I'm singing. And it just, uh, it really makes me like remember why I'm creative and, and uh, you know, what we're, what we're doing is for the next generation. Um, and, and, you know, the current, obviously everyone around us, but you know, the, the, the future is, is, is the big part. So, uh, this is just, it's a beautiful song for me. It speaks to um, how creativity connects us to not just everyone around us, but also the future and, and uh, all of humanity. And, and I love playing it for my nephew. Thank you. That was lovely and touching. Yeah. And I'm going to add a couple more words here. Yeah. Caring, caring creativity, connecting creativity, and I'm going to say optimistic creativity, right? Yeah. You're looking optimistic, the good stuff the happy stuff, the smiling creativity. I try to name each show uh, each week with something with creativity. And Jerry, I did this one in honor of you. I'm calling this Illustrating, Illustrating Creativity. That's the title of this episode in honor of your work. But you're all illustrating creativity by being here and talking about it. So I was able to stretch the meaning, lucky me. Let's yeah. go to your creativity statements now. You've each sent me four statements. Thank you all for doing the, the work, the pre-work. I appreciate that. And I'm going to pick one from each of you. I'll read it. You don't have to find it. Oh, my God, when did I send the notes three months ago? How am I going to find it? I don't know what I said. It's okay. I've got it all. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jerry, I'm going to pick one from you. I like your first one. And take about two or three minutes to explain, expand it, as they say on the news, unpack it. And here's the deal. Uh, Nancy and Robert, if you have any comments, and Robert, when I get to you, you're going to have to sing, please. I'm, I'm really being very, very. All right, all right. Uh, if you have any comments about what Jerry is saying, anything you want to add, you don't have to. I think you all have five fingers in each hand. That's 10. There's one finger in the middle that's the mean finger. I don't respond to that. But if you wiggle one of the nice fingers, even the pinky or the thumb, anything, even it's hard to wiggle, wiggle. I will see you on Zoom. That's why we're on visual. And I will call on you to have a one minute comment on what Jerry said. You don't have to, but if you want to, this is our round table. So Jerry Bennett said the following. Number one, you say creativity means I can bring to life whatever I want. That's a big statement, Mr. Bennett. Can you talk to that, please? Yeah, that's a, 
<laughs> so, so, you know, back when in my origin story, you know, bringing things to life, you know, like you know, experiencing Star Wars and experiencing the fantastic, uh, you know, cr- the creative imagination of George Lucas and everything that he put into that movie, you know, it just inspired me to realize that, you know, that I can just invent things you know i can i can bring fiction fictional ideas to life i can bring uh fantasy things to life you know it, it opened my world to a lot of different loves for uh science fiction for fantasy um and it just uh allowed me to uh really want to pursue the drawing career because uh once i learned a certain you know any artist is taught that once they learn certain rules is when they can break those rules and for me, you know, learning anatomy, uh, like say anatomy of the figure, the human figure, anatomy of animals, it allows me to use those and, um, you know, t- uh, twist the rules, you know, w- with like what uh, what what humans could look like if they had come from a different planet or, you know, uh, or or mixing, you know, you anthropomorphize animals, you know, and make them uh, give them personalities and human traits, you know, and and you do the fantastic there. Um and I love the idea of of anything that I would that comes to my head in the way of a story or a story element uh, or a story that is given to me to illustrate. Uh, it gives me uh, the opportunity to uh, just expand and uh, do this whole idea of world building, create a new world, create uh, this environment that is that is involving lots of different cultures uh whether it's in, influenced by cultures that i've experienced or cultures that I, I i would love to experience or cultures that may not even exist and so i i love the idea of of um allowing culture to uh, be defined and be redefined and uh and and allow it to inspire and allow it to influence um and i think that's that's you know it's it's all part of what we experience in the world and how it brings those ideas to a whole new realm. Thank you, Jerry. And what I picked up from the beginning of what you said was rule-breaking creativity. You said we learn the rules and then we get to break them. I've never heard anybody put it quite that way. Jerry, that was lovely. That was really, really very, very memorable. Thank you. Nancy or Robert, anything you want to say? They were just nodding and smiling a lot. That's okay. No, okay, we're good. Nancy? I think you said it so beautifully. There wasn't anything to add. I, I'm yeah. so inspired by yeah. the way you're thinking. It's beautiful. I, yeah, I, I love it. I, I always wish that I were um, better with physical media. I don't create art that lasts for a very long time. I mean, if you record things, I suppose, but like, I don't, I don't create like any physical media and I've, I'm always jealous of people who are able to take the, you know, the beautiful images in their brain and, and translate them to things that other people can see. I've uh, started like dream journaling and my dreams are crazy. So like, there's something there, but they don't, they don't, they don't, you know, I, I can't take the images from my head and, and show them to people. I can only describe them in long form paragraphs. Which Go for it. Go doesn't well, quite. Yeah. You know, Robert, AI can create images from That's text true. prompts. You're, you're leaving and us. I have you my, oh, God. yes, go ahead. I have my like art, art supplies here yes. for making terrible comics that I've been doing since I was young. My, uh, my mom got me to do them when I was, uh, younger whenever anyone gave me a gift i had to give them a, a comic thank you note in return so uh, jerry's jerry is saying what you didn't yeah. tell me that you've been on the radio with me for 40 minutes you didn't say 
There was no time. You two (laughs) might want to talk. I forgot to tell the three of you that my show is never an interview. I did those years ago. It's not, okay, 15 questions, 42 seconds apiece. No, this is a party. We just exchange ideas. We smile, we cry, we laugh, we talk. We share concepts. We talk about what is creativity. That's the whole purpose. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here, is to get new takes on what other people think, in addition to what I think, and grow and learn from each other. That's it. And you're all just... It's just lovely. So I want to move on. No, I'm not going to cry, Robert. He wasn't even looking at me, but I think he was thinking it. Nancy, I'm looking at your statement number three. You say, I'm creative with my surroundings. I recently sold my place furnished. Woo! Decided on a whole new vision to decorate. It's been such fun finding eclectic furnishings to repurpose in order to create an elegant French look. My brain enjoys taking a hodgepodge of paintings, chairs, tables, rugs, and lamps and putting them together like a jigsaw puzzle. That's interesting. Jigsaw creativity. Wow. Solving the puzzle. Of, oh, you, your three of you are just fueling my brain tonight. Nancy, take three minutes and tell us what this all means to you, please. Sure. Thank you. Well, I think one of the things people don't realize is, you know, our being creative really helps when you're in that environment. And what does that look like? I like using the five senses. You know, what do I, what does it look like? What is what am I going to hear? What what are my you know textures and what are the smells? And what I what I realize is okay. My mother was very creative. She had all eclectic furnishings, and I knew that that was a very inspiring and creative place for me. A very peaceful yet creative. And so I went about. I had to move. I had to pivot my life again because. I had a few mini seizures. And so I'm living a life without a car. So I lived in Philadelphia and I realized that that was a nice urban look. And the place that I was moving into was an old French French mansion. And so what did I begin with was a piano because (laughs) of all that it meant to me. (laughs) And that I knew that my son would be over a lot. And my grandson Maybe I'll learn how to play and teach him, but I think that's been nixed by everyone that's heard me play. So, <laughs> so time. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. So the first thing I started with was looking online, finding a piano, but I had to have a specific uh, um, uh, color. I wanted the the texture. I wanted the sound. I wanted the the size. And lo and behold, because I couldn't go to Washington D.C., I couldn't go to Princeton to find it. It was right in my backyard. And even more incredibly, this was sold by the same piano store that no. Robert got. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way wow. my life works. Yeah. And so it started. So that was the beginning of how to build this jigsaw. So that's that space. That's that color. That's that sound. And how. So every one of my friends would pick me up and that would be their day. And we'd go to a different consignment shop of their choice. And I would feel out the look, the, the, the size I wanted, the texture I wanted, and the feeling that I wanted. And it's been a magical, creative flow. I've been in the flow for two months. And no one can believe what has transpired and what has been found. And so I just, like you said, Jerry, and you've said, Robert, and you specifically have said is that I think creativity, when you're in that flow, that everything just 
you think it, you find it, and it just is, it ends up being exactly what you want to be. But I've done it all with love. And the most important thing is all my friends brought me with love. So everything around me has been uh, a, a choice and a memory and just, it, and just in how I found it. So there's so much love here. And I turn and I go, oh my gosh, you know, that's from Meg and this is from Sue and this is from nice. Francis and on and on it goes. Loving so. creativity. I was going to say, people say there were no coincidences, but in a way the getting that piano from the same music store is, yes, we, we all know that was coincidental or I'm going to change it, coinciding coinciding connecting creativity there you go i'm just coming up with a whole new vocabulary thank you i'm looking at the time i want to make sure we have plenty of time here robert i'm looking at your thank you nancy that was lovely and i don't think i've i've ever had anybody describe how to furnish with having friends take you to their favorite consignment places used places and doing online searches and putting it together extreme eclectic creativity that's yours uh that was lovely that was really really cool okay robert i'm going on here so robert i'm combining your statements one and two because i like the way they go together so number one you say creativity is about expressing your humanity the unique thoughts and feelings you have and no one else does okay there are many ways to be creative from dancing in the car please be careful to singing in the shower please sing louder to making terrible puns we love them and everybody in between that's statement number one statement number two says i am creative by always trying trying to make the people around me smile and laugh through funny faces, silly noises, and wry observational humor. And I thought those went together, Robert. What do you think? Sure. Those, those can be, yeah, we Why can be creative not? with this. Why not? So, That's the whole point, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I, I think one of our, our most important goals on earth is to uh, obviously to be happy ourselves, but also to make those around us happy. I think, I think those sort of go hand in hand. Um, I think if you're being happy at the expense of others, it'll come back to bite you in the future, hopefully. Uh, so for long-term happiness, make make others around you happy. And, and uh, so being, being creative to that extent is incredibly important for me. Um, obviously, like, you know, making weird noises for my uh, nephew, like. Yes. That sort of stuff. Um, singing, you know, whatever. Um, also uh, an incredibly important, like, being able to find jokes in, in, in situations when, when people aren't, aren't necessarily at their the top of their game. Uh, so a clear example, when mom was going through her cancer treatments, uh, you might imagine there were times where she was not at her happiest and uh, finding opportunities to make her laugh or smile uh, were just incredibly important. There's this, there's this phrase I love, um, comedy is just tragedy plus time. And I think uh, it's like, so important to me to minimize that time aspect to the best. Like, obviously you have to be um, sensitive to how people are feeling and, and meet them where they are. But if you can find the thing that is going to make them laugh about their situation, um, don't laugh at them, never laugh at people, uh, but, but la yeah, you laugh at yourself, um, yes. but don't laugh at others, uh, laugh with them. Uh, yes. But if, if you can, if you can find a way to laugh with them, um, you know, it, I think, I think every, Every situation in life, you can choose to look at it from a negative side or a positive side. And, and if you just manage to, you know, move yourself to a place where you can look at it from a positive side or, or like move someone else where they can look at things from a positive side. I think that takes uh, a lot of creativity, a lot of understanding the other person and, and what they're going through. But uh, it it will make their life and your life better. 
I discovered today quite by accident, Robert, something called laughter yoga. You may have heard of it. I never did. And there's a woman, I believe, named Celeste Green. Uh, laughs. I saw on YouTube. Just look up Celeste and Laughter Yoga. She spends five minutes and 40 seconds taking you through a laugh yoga type of exercise where she'll say, okay, we're going to do this little thing where you're going to go boom, chakalaka, chakalaka, wow, hey, <laughs> and you laugh three or four times, and then she does other exercises where she gets you to laugh all alone in your room at nothing in particular. There's no comedy, there's no joke, there's no movie on, there's no, there are no cartoons, there are no comics, and it's a, an exercise in getting yourself to, and by the way, the three of you, we are going to do a, some three seconds of outrageous laughter at the end of this show. I never I save enough time, but we're going to do that. So look up laughter yoga. It's something very, very interesting, and she's been doing this for a couple of years. There are other people who do it, and I just discovered it today. And Robert, that goes with what you were saying. Now, if you're wondering what's in my background, this is a picture. Jerry, I want to show this to you. This is one of my acrylic paint pouring pictures. And what I do is I, I pour them uh, out of egg cups. I put the colors in and I pour them. And then when they're a little bit dry, I take a metal kitchen scraper and scrape through to see what's underneath. Sometimes I paint over a previous painting. So you can see all kinds of colors and all kinds of things splashing around and flowing. It's completely abstract. But today, every, every Monday, I do something for ChatGPT through ChatGPT, and then I embellish it with sparkles and paints. And this, these are some examples of what I've shown before. This woman was created in Night Cafe Studio, and I printed her out. It comes out like a sketch. I put in fake jewels for her eyes, and I put in colored glitter in her hair. And sometimes I give them a microphone. Sometimes they're wild-looking people. Sometimes they're not. But today I want to do something different. So going back to this one, I started the other way, Jerry. I said, Here's my starting image. It's one of my original paintings. And then I said, put two kittens into the painting. So I use my art. Instead of creating an AI and making it my own by printing it, I started with my art. So this is what it gave me. Look what it did Ooh. with the colors. This is my painting. You saw it. I'll switch back again. You can see the colors, see the lines. It made them into little, look at this. There were bars. Look at way the colors. Love that. Is that it's something? Great, yeah. I just froze for a second here. I don't know why. Are we frozen? There we go. We're no, back. you're good. And it put the two kittens in there, and they're enveloped in the I colors. almost see a third kitten behind you. Directly behind you, there's like a, an outline of, of a kitten facing away from the screen. Do you see that? A, Am I little, crazy? A little yeah, bit right of an there. ear there. I haven't examined it thoroughly, yeah. but I posted this. I posted them as a an up and down before and after on LinkedIn today to promote. And I put a piece of art every Monday. I say, Radio Red called me, and here's her art for the week. So instead of an AI spark, this was an acrylic art spark for AI. Jerry, what do you think? Fascinating? It is very fascinating. Yeah, I'm curious where uh, they where they decided what imagery did they use to incorporate with your imagery? Yeah. Don't don't know it all and I've done my daughter and I told you we're writing a book about two cats and their adventure and that's what they that's all I told them, two kittens and I said put them in a colorful maze and there's a noise slider. How much noise do you want added to the original image and I made it very low. So meaning don't change the original image and what fascinates me is if you look here if you can see my mouse on the right hand side these slices of color like prisms it just took the color and it made prismatic slices out of them of what I had. And this is one of my favorite methods is to scrape over the canvas and reveal the colors from what was there before, either a previous painting I did 
or something I did an hour or so ago. Somebody put a thumb up. Thank you very much. I'm I'm going to go back to to me. This is to me. Okay, there. And this is one of my original watercolors. This was the city, and these are real earrings, Nancy. These are earrings that don't have a pair to them, and they're poked through the canvas. <laughs> I love collages, and the artist at Voice America put the lips on for read my lips. I said use my picture. So this is this is um, watercolors yellows and the pinks and the reds and the little gold glitter are four minutes thank you the gold glitter is the the boxes those are the apartments those are the windows and the doors of the city and this became my background so there you go we have just a couple minutes left and i just want to run through today is john mayer's birthday it's naomi osaka's birthday it's flea flea is the bassist of the red hot chili peppers jerry knows that okay uh suzanne summers who just passed away a day or two before her 77th she passed away this week. She would have been 77. Tim Robbins, the actor, is born today. And Oscar Wilde was born today. And his favorite stay- sayings I like are, be yourself, everyone else is taken. I love that. To live, Nancy, this is for you. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. And this is for you, Robert. Some make some cause happiness wherever they go. Others, whenever, whenever they go up. No, <laughs> no, that's not for you. I'm sorry. And I have Angela I'll take Lansbury. the first half. Angela yeah. Lansbury was also born on this day in 1925. Okay, I have a couple. I got to do these fast. I have uh, two YouTubers and a TikToker who you won't bully. You're all sitting down, right? Nancy, mm-hmm. sitting down. Nancy, I don't want you to fall. Jerry, sit down. Okay. Sylvia Ghani, G-A-N-I, is 29 today. Happy birthday, Sylvia. She has 2.5 million subscribers, just 2.5 million and she does beauty fashion and lifestyle blogger and vlogger she tests makeup and cosmetic products by guess and mac in her videos 2.5 million and then i have another one for you tyler ashton zariki z-a-r-y-k-i is all of 21 today he does unique edits that feature quick changes of outfits and cars and lip syncing videos you ready for this 3.8 million fans I think we're all in the wrong business, Jerry. I, I still, there must be something else I could do besides radio. In October 16, 1993, Aretha Franklin sang the U.S. National Anthem in Toronto before the game one of the World Series between the Blue Jays and the visiting Philadelphia Phillies. There you go, Nancy. In 1982, Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You was the number one country hit. In 74, went back to number one in 82 based on the movie, the little best little whorehouse in Texas used the song and it charted twice the first song to do that. Stevie Wonder's LP Songs in the Key of Life hit number one this day in 1976. And in 1976, same day, disc jockey Rick Dees hit number one with the disco duck. Oh my God. Envision Donald Duck enjoying the spoils of the, Jerry, be careful, don't get sick. The spoils of the disco era, it shot to the top of the 100 today. Let's see, is uh, National Global Cat Day? It's Boss Day, it's Dictionary Day, it's Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day, and it's Liqueur Day. October, the month of museums and galleries, emotional intelligence awareness. I gave up on that a long time ago. National Apple Month, Caramel Month, Chili Month, Cookie Month, Dessert Month, Pasta, Pickled Peppers, Pizza, Pretzel, Sausage, and Vegetarian. And I will tell you, Nancy, that one of the top tips from Barbie in 2014, one of the top tips for women was aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. And now we know she has a movie too. So I want you all to just join me here. I want you to wave. Don't go yet. We're not ready to go. Stick around. Life is short. Break the rules, right, Jerry? Break those rules. Forgive quickly. Eh, Kiss slowly. Definitely. Love truly. Here we go. Get ready, Robert. Laugh uncontrollably for three seconds. One, two, three. Ah! 
<laughs> oh, you're all good. And never, ever regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares. Dance like no one's watching. When I danced in high school on disco, teaching disco on top of a table for Micah Table in high school in Eugene, Oregon, everybody watched. I never fell. 250 students, first class. Sing like nobody's listening. La, and love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Get over it. Money talks. Chocolate sings. And last but not least, I stole this line. Thank you for turning me on. And thank you to Jordan, my engine. Everybody wave goodbye. Don't go away, friends. Bye. Bye, LinkedIn. Bye, Facebook. Jordan. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.